0: In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised
1: that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tug Entertainment or
0: its partners. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Dernigan on Toginet.com.
2: Well, we all pay a price for something. What price are you willing to pay? Well, what am I buying? (laughs) We're not talking about a price tag here, Lisa. We are talking about what we are willing to risk, what choices we make today lead to consequences tomorrow. Okay, and I thought we were going shopping. You you had me for a moment. (laughs) Well, speaking of shopping and consequences, most people are paying for Christmas well into October. And then when October hits... They start paying for the future, the new Christmas. You've been you've been on the computer doing some
1: research. You love doing research. You've come up with another fact, another stat for us. Thank you for sharing that yield wise one.
2: I will. And you know what's so funny is that um, we just had our picture taken, and the flash was so bright that I'm looking at you right now, and I, you're I'm, seeing stars, aren't you? I see stars, and they're, and they're not kind of glamorous looking. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! I can't, I can't get my eyes straight. That's the thing about radio; other people can't see what's going exactly. on. Here. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> So I guess what you're telling me basically is we're not going shopping right now. Yeah, we're not going shopping unless unless you're willing to pay. (laughs) So welcome to Girlfriend It, where we want to rally you to do the remarkable. This is Patty and Lisa, and today we are talking about putting things into perspective. Our first guest has dealt with horrific news, Mm -hmm. and later on in in the show, we are talking with a high-profile couple that was labeled one of America's most violent. Theirs is a story of just truly major transformation. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, no one likes to hear the word cancer. It is a dreaded word that affects millions of people. And in fact, I lost my mom to cancer several years ago. So I personally understand the devastation of this disease and and the ripple effects it has, not only for the person diagnosed, but for family and friends. And for our next guest, Renee Brackney, that word became her reality in 2007 when she was diagnosed with a rare blood disease that compromised her immune system. And then in 2008, Renee was diagnosed with thyroid cancer, and that whole journey led to a lot of frustration and depressions from medications and a lot of doctor's visits, which we have watched people go through and understand there's a lot of emotions wrapped up in there. Basically, Renee needed a fresh perspective to travel this new journey that was becoming her new normal. So Renee, we want to welcome you to Girlfriend today.
3: Hello. Thank you for having me.
2: Well, we are excited to to hear um, you, about your journey, and we want to start out with just asking you how you've stayed so positive and just happy throughout the challenges that you have faced on this journey, Renee.
3: Well, to be honest, I haven't always been positive. I think everybody has their, their on days and off days, but um, I think I'm fortunate that I see things around me, and I I try to learn from things, and I notice that whenever I start to feel down or feel sorry for myself, I'm introduced, somebody comes into my life that really humbles me and puts me into perspective. I teach Pilates for a living, and I, I have clients that are missing limbs or people that have lost children or people that are chronically ill, and whenever I start to feel bad, I think, you know what? I'm here with this person, they're here with me, and this is good. And I, I've always been able to kind of put that back into perspective and realize I have so many things to be thankful for that, um, you know, these, these frustrations, maybe they can help somebody else, but um, I, I just can't get down because it's, it's, I just don't think it's fair.
1: Well, you know what, pain is such a connector of people. Patty and I have discovered that just mm-hmm. through, whether it's pain, you know loss of a loved one, loss of your health, loss of a job, and it really does connect people, and and we see so many people that it, they through the experience of pain, it either makes them bitter or it makes them better. Yeah. And love what you're saying is that you know so many times when you look around, you see sometimes that other people's situations. You go, okay, uh, you know, I look around and I and things are not so bad. And so i mm-hmm. you reach out to people and you shared and you found that outlet with Pilates and with exercise and with just connecting with other people. Um, can you just kind of explain just how that has emotionally helped you, kind of been uh, therapy even as you go through the, the daily grinds of doctor visits and medications, but it, it really is the people part.
3: It is. You know, um, I try to surround myself with positive people, people that I enjoy, people that I can learn from. Um, I try really hard not to gossip or be judgmental. but let's face it, for most women, this can be a really bad habit. It Mm -hmm. never has a positive outcome. Um, No one's ever going to say, gee, I really like Renee, but she should talk bad about more people. You know, I I, I know that that, no one's ever going to say that. And so I I really try to emulate those people that I I admire, people that are very positive. Um, When I'm working with somebody, a a child or, you know, somebody that has a health issue, a lot of times they will tell me things, and, and oftentimes it will be something that I am struggling with personally, and it's, it's difficult because I'm professionally working with them, but I have developed relationships with some of these people, and, and it has been uh, powering, empowering for me to, uh, to, to meet these fabulous people that have been through these wonderful journeys, and it can help me online, just one, keep things in perspective, and two, it just helps me keep my, my attitude positive. Okay, we want to go back a little bit. So 2007, no, this is all Mm -hmm. great.
1: Let us back up a little bit because we have listeners that are in different stages of life going through, you know, some news and Mm -hmm. news they didn't want to hear or, you know, just lost, whatever. So it's in 2007, you discover, you're told you have cancer, which nobody wants to hear that word. And that is literally life altering. Right. and at that point, you, you emotions emerge inside of you. I know I have a girlfriend that just uh, had sent an email that she's, you know, going through biopsy and stuff because they, they think they found something. And it's just, you know, you rally around people, but just the emotions, how did that, what does that do to someone when you hear that word and, and the re, the re, reality that you, something's going on?
3: Yeah, it's, like, it's um, in fact, before that, when they found the rare blood disorder, it's, it it was all by accident. I had this phenomenal doctor who just noticed something odd on my blood work and I was not sick I did not feel bad I had plenty of energy I mean at the time I was teaching about 20 group fitness classes a week I was seeing you know 15 to 20 clients I was working more than 40 hours a week in a physical aspect you know I was very busy training for a triathlon I mean physically Energy was not my problem, so nobody even thought about my thyroid or anything like that. The blood disease is something that um, compromises the immune system where I'm supposed to be very weak and sick all the time. I haven't had a cold, gosh, it's been 10 years. I'm never sick, and so I... I'm, I always have energy I'm, I probably have more energy than most people so when I did start to feel tired I don't think I really noticed it so much it was like oh I must be working out too much I need to back it off so when I went into this oncology office I'm there uh, you know the model of fitness I'm in decent shape I, I was healthy I felt great I had my hair and there are people all around me that were very pale that didn't have hair and that kind of hit me I was like why am I here and when the doctor looked at me he had this he was looking at my chart and he had this look of, of Oh gosh, this this is awful. And then he looked at me and he looked at the chart and he's like, this doesn't make sense. Clearly, you haven't gotten sick yet. And it, it, I, people just kept telling me, well, you're going to get sick. You're you're going to get really sick and it, and it's going to happen fast. And it didn't. And so I just kept saying, well, then I'm just the rare one. I'm I'm rare. It, you know, I was going to be stubborn about it and be positive. And um, that took me for a little while. And then it was like every time I had a test, something else would come up. And and it was tough because mentally I was trying to fight it off and deny it I guess denial is what I was doing and then um, when I did start to feel a little bit sicker, it, it, you know, it, I guess it surprised me, if that makes any sense. I mm-hmm. I was really trying to deny it the whole time. And when they told me that I really was sick, I, I guess I was kind of surprised because I just thought they must have made a mistake. And um, when they did find that um, it was cancerous, they, they couldn't believe it either because um, they were looking in, at one avenue, and then when they um, – they they were going to say well we'll just wait until you get sick and then we'll we'll do some more tests later on and um when they they said we're just going to stop and I said well is there anything else we can do before I leave here can we do like um, a scan or something and he said well we could do a scan from your neck to your pelvis and um, I, he said but I really don't think it's going to be any good and I said well let's do it anyway so we did it and um, they found some nodules on my thyroid and he said well you know you've got plenty of energy you're, you're not gaining weight or losing weight you've been in the same weight for years so I'm not going to even bother and I said well let's just do it anyway I've got insurance well, let's get the bio so we did the biopsy, and then they found the cancer. And the guy was, you know, the doctor was really surprised. He said, "I, I really didn't think this was going to be anything." So when they took it out, they had to take the whole thing out because there it was uh, it had grown through most of the thyroid. And um, it was after that that I started to have all the problems. It was um, up until the, you know the, the actual removal of the thyroid. I had no no I wasn't sick. I felt great. I had lots of energy. And it was after that that I started to get depressed and started to have health issues. Does, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely.
2: And we only have a couple of minutes before we go into our commercial break. I don't know oh. where the time went, but uh-huh. um, I, I, it's it's always so intriguing to hear people's journey. And uh, there, like Lisa said, there are just so many um, people out there that are struggling with, uh, with the same diagnosis. Um, mm-hmm. Can you offer some tips to them on on your side of it, kind of when you've gotten over that hump, what would you suggest to the listeners that are just now finding out the news or know a loved one that's
1: experiencing this mm -hmm. because so many times you don't know how to relate to them.
3: Yeah, I've actually, we we have a lot of people with thyroid cancer in Mesa, Arizona. I've met a good dozen or so and they we're younger than ever before. mm -hmm. Um, Most of these women are in their even younger than me. They're in their 30s and um, pretty healthy. So it's not something that hits people that are just you know, out of shape and, and not healthy and older. Um, and most of the women are, what, what I found is, if you can find a support group, somebody that can you can talk to, and... Um, I, I've I've mentored a few ladies through it and just kind of told them what to expect. Um, but you've got to really find a doctor that'll listen to you, and that that was always my struggle finding a doctor that would say, "Oh no, don't worry about it. That's that's not not a, not a big deal." And it's like, well, yeah, it kind of is a big deal when when um, I'm not feeling like I really want to go on through the rest of the day, and I don't want to get out of bed. That that's a big deal, and um, so that. Finding somebody that can listen to you is nice, and also just to let yourself um, let yourself m- m- uh, mourn a little bit and, and, and be sad. It's okay. You don't always have to have a, a, a cheerful attitude. I think in a way that kind of burned me out a little bit, being a little too cheery and, absolutely. Um, well,
1: you know what? Those are great tips and we have got to take a break now. Thank you, Renee, for joining us and just sharing your heartbeat and your heart and your life journey. And um, we know if you go to girlfriendit.com, you can learn a little bit more about Renee and even connect with her. You're listening to Girlfriend at Radio. This is Patty and Lisa. We'll be right back with Byron and Julie Widner.
0: This is Girlfriended on Toginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Whether you're four and a half or 100, you can retrain your brain. Learning Rx, the radio show, is on Toginet.com, Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time with Martin Krueger. Learning Rx programs are quick, they're efficient, they're life changing, and they're permanent. Unlike tutoring, cognitive skills training or brain training targets the root issue causing learning struggles. Time and money spent on chronic tutoring is a clear signal of cognitive skill deficiency. That's where Learning Rx comes in. Call today, 903 617 6899. 903 617 6899. Then join us for the show here every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. And take advantage of the power it holds to improve your life. There are so many brain training issues that Learning Rx can help you with. It's not a product. It's an experience. So join us for Learning Rx, the radio show with Martin Kruger. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central on Tuginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show, on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa.
2: Well, welcome back. We just finished speaking to Renee about um, dealing with cancer. And I know, like you said, Lisa, we have so many close friends that have dealt with this. I know um, at Christmas, Even showing up at church, a close friend of ours, uh, Karen, you know, all of a sudden she showed me her scar across her neck. And you just, it's just so quickly. I mean, she Mm -hmm. literally found out, and boom, you're in there having your thyroid removed. And it's just, um, and just like Renee said, it seems like it's getting younger and younger and younger and healthy individuals. So, and cancer is is no respecter of
1: persons. It can happen to anybody at any time. And it doesn't matter how healthy you think you are. Like she said, she was
2: the epitome of health. And then, you know, she gets this devastating news. Oh, I, speaking of devastating news, one of my girlfriends, um, she had gone in for her mammogram and, and kind of shared that they had found something. And, you know, you, you hear that. Unfortunately, we hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. So we had gone to a couple dinner parties together and every time. Um, She would ask someone, you know, like, hey, can you give me, you know, a drink or can you do this? I would give her a hard time saying she was using the the cancer word to get her way. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you were. (laughs) It was so inappropriate. And uh, I kept (laughs) saying to her, oh, yeah, you're using the C word. You know, you're using the C card. And then come to find out she really did have cancer. So I I literally had to call her. Did you feel bad? I did actually. I had to call her and apologize and go. Okay, that was so inappropriate. I would have never thought that you were actually going to, to have that horrific news. But she, I do you know. know with you that
1: humor is, is, your, is your outlet. And, and it's like, you, you know, you use humor, you like people to mock you. Even we had a girlfriend, I, I'll never forget this. Cause you used to say my love language is mocking and we had a, which we, doesn't follow a,
2: scripture very well. No,
1: no. But we're talking about <laughs> mocking, just, you know, having fun, not being devious in the mocking or mean, but we had a, we had a team member that was with us several years until finally she said, Patty, I just realized that when we mock you, you really do love that. And I was feeling bad all these years. And we're all like, what? So, yeah, it is it's part of your love language to
2: mock you, which i I love that. <laughs> well, well, definitely the fun word is my core value, so if i can if I can use it even at times when it's inappropriate, <laughs> I, I do enjoy it, but well, and it's all about fresh perspectives. You know Absolutely. And looking at things through a different lens,
1: because like, like uh, Renee said, as she concluded, that you have to give yourself permission to mourn that things aren't always happy. And sometimes you have to change whether it's you have to allow yourself to be happy and to laugh at it. And you also have to allow yourself to grieve through situations in life and go through the emotions. I think so many times as women, we're great at stuffing our emotions. We want to deal with reality, Mm -hmm. and so we we get news whether it's good or bad, and we don't allow ourselves to feel in the journey. Mm -hmm. I know so many times it's like if somebody asks you, how are you, Um, our our initial response is, I'm fine, thank you, Mm -hmm. when inside so many times we're dying, Mm -hmm. and we really aren't fine, but we have learned to mask those feelings and to say that. Because sometimes we realize that people don't really want to hear how we're really feeling. Right. They can't handle it. They can't handle that. And because it makes them feel like they have to respond or do something about that. And maybe they don't feel uh, ready
2: or capable to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of masking your feelings, I know um, we hear of the next generation. There has been uh, so much said about cutting. Um, you know, tattoos obviously is a very popular thing. And one of the reasons that, you know you see individuals with the tattoos not always some people just love tattoos but they're really trying to express themselves i know with the cutting instead of masking their feelings they cut just so they can actually feel the pain mm-hmm. and you can't imagine that you are so numb to your emotions that you want to cut to really experience that and um i know with the the tattoos it's you're you're basically screaming what you want people to to know about you. And it's like a billboard of of who you are. And I know at one point, you know, we go in every month to the strip clubs and just let those girls know that we care about them, they work hard, and there are people out there that uh, we are more than willing to talk to and encourage them. And one of the gals that we when we walked into this one club for the first time, she had tattooed across her, her chest literally dying to be loved. And talk about just wearing a billboard. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we got to know her really well. And as a matter of fact, she ended up getting out of the clubs and getting a job and, um, is really making some, some difference, some changes in her, her life. But she had that tattooed on when she was 14 years old because she had never felt like anybody had ever loved her. And, um, not too long ago, we were sitting around, actually, in my living room. We were talking with a bunch of girlfriends, and someone made a comment about, did you see the article in the newspaper about this couple where he was um, literally uh, known as America's— um, One of uh, his most violent yeah. individuals. and he was a white supremacist that— um,
1: uh yeah. And he was, was in the uh, white power movement. So I didn't know. I, I really don't even know, know about enough that. about it to even uh, But that somebody would go to that extreme that have those emotions so built up and have hatred so um prevalent in their heart that they would actually tattoo it as an expression on their face and neck and he
2: did it on his knuckles. He even had on his knuckles uh H A T E, hate. Just you know, to get that tattoo, to have that much anger and that much hate that you have it tattooed on your hand. But the most incredible thing when I, um, when everybody was talking about it, and I of course ran to the computer to, to look at him, that he had all of these tattoos, these symbols on his face. To think of laying there and having someone take a needle to your face. Now I guess if they were putting eyeliner on me I would be okay. With that. <laughs> but <laughs> um but to actually think of putting symbols that wherever you go that is going to mark you for the rest of your life when you're labeled and people see that coming before. Cause so many times, like we talked about
1: women, we stuff what's really going on inside. So people have no clue what we're feeling, what we're experiencing, because we have learned to contain that and to say, I'm fine. Thank you. But when somebody chooses to put their emotions in ink, on mm-hmm. permanent ink on their body. They are screaming something out, which it, you notice it right away. You know where they stand mm-hmm. And it's so obvious; it's in your face, literally. Yeah,
2: on your face and in your face, your face, <laughs> in your face. And you think of what do they think? I mean, obviously, from my perspective, you know, maybe they are looking into the future. But you go, okay, if I talking about paying the price, if I take the risk and I make this choice, what are my consequences later on? And that's one of the things, even with my own children, that I, you know, Kevin and I really talk to them about the choices you make today you will pay for tomorrow and put it on them like we try not to always you know oh you can't do that you can't do this you can't. we we just okay if you do this if you choose to do this it's a small world people will will know that you've done this it always comes back to you later on so what price are you willing to pay and then they're having to make adult choices and and figure that out and, you know, even down for, you know, from getting a tattoo or piercings or anything, it's like, okay, if you make that choice, this is the consequence that you will, you know, have to follow. Well, and later don't on. you
1: feel like so many people, we are so guilty of making decisions for the moment. We can't see beyond the moment. We don't see down the road. And even kids and knowing that if I do this... This is going to lead to these consequences. People don't think about it because we're just so much into instant gratification. Like last night
2: when I was at Outback and I went for dessert, even though I was <laughs> stuffed on coconut shrimp.
1: That you time- know what? That doesn't even matter to me because you work out like like a like a crazy person, and so there's no way any little dessert calories stick to, to your <laughs> to your bones. <laughs>
2: But it is that instant gratification because we do, we go, Oh, I'll, I'll work out tomorrow. You know, I'm going to do this today. By the way, what was that dessert? <laughs> it was actually a cookie cookies and cream waffle and it comes with ice cream and whipping cream Oh, nice at, at Outback. I think it's a new dessert. I have never seen it on their menu before. So yeah, it was good. I'm actually proud of you. And that has a lot to do with our tattoo, <laughs> tattooed face. It and was instant
1: gratification is what it was. <laughs> Which we are, we are, you know, it, we are so guilty of. And, and it really is, I, and I don't know why we are conditioned to not think beyond, but we just we just think for the moment, we live for the moment, and and we don't realize that, you know, and I think so many times to live beyond means I have to pay a price, I have to sacrifice something in the moment. Like when you're, we're talking about paying for Christmas. So many people pay for Christmas because they were so willing to put things on credit And pay for it later so we can enjoy the moment Mm -hmm. and then pay later Mm -hmm. instead of going, you know what, I need to I need to maybe not uh, maybe to delay my gratification. So it's like I'm not having to pay for it long past the enjoyment of it,
2: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: because the thing with Christmas and different things is we we buy something, we put it on credit. We're all guilt. We've all been guilty of this at some point and then we're paying for it. And then the thing may be gone or it doesn't matter anymore to us, but we're still paying a price for it. And we do that emotionally too, not with things we just we we make a decision, we make a choice sometimes it's in relationships that affect another person in a relationship, and we don't realize what we have just caused or just done mm-hmm. and
2: for once again, for our own gratification, mm-hmm. you're not looking at the long term of this person trust me, this person um thinks that i um I'm, I love them to the point that I'm not going to make stupid choices and stupid decisions. And it's, it goes back to, it's not about you. And we have a hard time with that mm-hmm. in our society, and our life, because we want it to all be about us. And we're very egocentric and we want our needs met. And
1: well, I- we, we, we are living in a society and a culture and a time that's all about entitlement and it 's our right to things, and we really have grown up believing that mm-hmm. and and our children are believing that because we 're teaching that to them in, in subtle and in not so subtle ways. that really is about them and and we 've got to start changing that a little bit and have a different perspective on um, on life and going into life and and how we treat people, how we treat ourselves and how we, how we view our life and we 're talking about fresh perspectives and even transformation and changing and realizing. We can change. We can mm-hmm. change outcomes. We can change things. And it starts now, and sometimes it starts with simple decisions. And it's just one, one simple decision at a time that can lead to major transformation. Mm-hmm. But it's for those people that are willing to sacrifice and take the risk and maybe not get you know the instant gratification right now, but delay it to get ultimately what they're, what they're looking for and what they need
2: in life. Well, and that's exactly what Brian Widner did when he went from a violent skinhead to making that transformation um, to get out of that whole culture. Uh, culture. I mean, that that is a huge transformation. And uh, we would ask for you to stay tuned because we are having a blast this morning talking about transformation and what price are you going to pay? And what price are you willing to pay? We'll be right back.
0: is Girlfriend on Toginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on girlfriended.com It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more girlfriended radio right after these. Ready for the most current feel-good gossip? Then check out Daytime with Donna with your host Donna Intercastle and sidekick Nina Fry. Every Friday afternoon at 2, 1 central on Togenet.com. You're sampling Donna is a charismatic, market-driven entrepreneur who was part of the team that founded iVillage.com, which is the largest content-driven community for women today. Donna and Nina are here to empower you, motivate you, and encourage you in all aspects of your life. It's like Oprah on the radio. Plus, your chance to win great prizes, all the way up to a $500 Visa gift card. For more on Donna Intracasso, check out her website, introinc.com. Then join us for the show, Daytime with Donna, with your host, Donna Intracasso, and sidekick Nina Fry. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 Central, on toginet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles, with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 Central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show, on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa.
2: Well, welcome back to Girlfriended. And this morning, we were so excited because we were talking about a fresh perspective, and we're talking about... What price are we willing to pay? And what is really interesting, puts it all in perspective, is when you're on live radio, Sometimes (laughs) Sometimes <laughs> your perspective changes because we were so excited to have the Widners on the radio show today. And so far we are not able to get them <laughs> on the able show. To there. to connect with them. <laughs> so um, we're going to just keep hanging and waiting until they, our producers can um, hunt them down. In the meantime, don't leave us stay with us because we
1: want to keep talking. Cause this is, I love this topic because it's about transformation and change. And I think so many and coming into a new year, I, it's a time I know over the holidays we were talking, um, you know, to ourselves and, and, and our quiet times <laughs> and to each other about when you come to the end of the year and the holiday time, it's always significant because it kind of symbolizes the ending of something and the beginning of a new year. And it makes you just kind of stop and, and reflect and take kind of inventory of your life where you've been in the past year and where you want to go coming into. And you almost feel like you have a new start just because it's a new year. And so you kind of start looking ahead and go, okay, who do I want to be coming into a new year? What do I want to do? When I get to this, this time of the next year, what do I want to look back on and see what's happened in my life? And a lot of that requires changing some things, mm-hmm. changing attitudes, changing, you know, old, old work habits, changing things. And sometimes we're not willing to do that. Because it re- requires whisk and sacrifice. Whisk and sacrifice.
2: <laughs> whisk and sacrifice. A hot to do, Lisa. Well, speaking of whisk and sacrifice, we, every year in my family, we, at New Year's, we sit down and we usually go out to eat. It's been tradition. And we talk about our goals. And it's actually quite comical because my husband and I will sit there and with our three children and they always just kind of stare at us. Do like, so they roll their eyes? Well, like yeah, kind of. Again. And it's like, I know, and, and Kevin addresses it he'll say, I know you guys think this is cheesy. I know we do this every year and you know, they say the same this is the talk, right? Yes. <laughs> they say the same things. Um, now Paris has actually gotten quite comical cause I'll say, you know, she's, what, 10. she's 10. What would you like to add to this? And she goes, tell me the theme and I'll, I'll go, what do you mean the theme? And she goes, well, are we talking physical, emotional, spiritual, <laughs> which goal, makes me laugh. which theme would you like? But, um, this particular, it was actually last night, this time I, my mom used to make us write a dream list when I was in high school. And I thought, okay, that'd be fun to just read that dream list. Kind of like a bucket list. Yeah. It's kind of like a bucket list. And, um, I, I pulled it out. I had, uh, you know, replaced it on my, my computer. And so I went ahead and brought my computer into the restaurant and, as I was reading it, I didn't read it prior to and I didn't realize Paris the 10-year-old would be right there at my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And um so as I was going through my dream list on some of the things that I wanted to do and all of the children uh were basically in that look of just let's let's get on with this whole thing and they really didn't care about my dream list. And I had realized that one of one Thing on my list was to drive in a car over 100 miles an hour, and if my dad's listening, who is a cop, um, <laughs> I so hope he is. I, I really didn't. I really didn't write that in high school, but um, so I thought. Well, of course, I'm not going to read that to my children. I'll read just the the good ones, you know, flying in a helicopter, driving an airplane by myself, you know, touching all the continents, you know, those kind of things. Well, of course, Paris sees that, and she goes, "Mom, why are you skipping through some of these? You missed." the driving I'm 100 miles. You, you missed the 100 miles an hour. And uh, so I, I, of course, just hurried along and kind of ignored that comment. And then last night, later on in the evening, Garrett says, so mom, did you really ever drive 100 <laughs> miles an hour? And it's just so funny. And my point is, they really are listening as much as they are just going through the motions. They are they are they are listening to every. But single... Well, when you say hour. I want to
1: drive 100 miles an hour, you have their attention. It's a little bit. That's a little more more enticing than what are we going to do this year going so into.
2: <laughs> but I just thought you know, and and what's even funnier is that I know my mom when she made us do our dream list and do all that, we kind of rolled our eyes as well, and you know Thanksgiving we had to. Write what we're thankful for, and then put a little note and everybody, you know, underneath their plate. And and now you find yourself doing the exact same thing. So as much as you mocked it, and we used to tease my mom, you you're you, the mom, yeah. And now you do the same thing. So hopefully, it is a legacy that they will continue to to move on, and they'll um, remember it because they'll remember the hundred miles an hour. At least they'll remember <laughs> <Yeah>. that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and well, you know what? And I, I I I love coming into a new year, and like I said, the change and. So many times we resist change because we're afraid of it and we're afraid of what it means, but so many times change is the very thing that ushers in new dreams and new possibilities and new opportunities. And I know for us, we kind of took an inventory and, and a lot of it is because we'd love to help women lead their lives to greater impact and, and learn how to lead remarkably wherever their sphere of influence takes them. And part of that is knowing like who you are and who you're not. And that's one of the things that we have been just kind of chiseling and discovering. This is who we really are. This is who we're really not. And letting go of the things that you're not to embrace who you really are so that you can really be the best you that
2: God created you to be and designed you to be. And there's freedom in that. And it's hard to do, to figure out. I, I, I found that, and you, you really helped with this on who you are not, because you go, what do you mean were not. You were mocking me if I'm
1: saying when I said I discovered who I'm not, and you go, Oh really? Have you? Who are you not? And then I, I gave you quite a list of yes, who you are did. not.
2: <laughs> and that does help when you know who you're not. Because what we what we do many times is we compare ourselves to so many people out there and when we're doing things we go well, look at them. They can do this, this and that. And they're so gifted and they're so talented. And when you finally just resonate with that's who I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not, not ever going to be that person that can get up on stage and sing this, you know, beautiful song. Well, maybe <laughs> that, is on my dream. that is on my dream list. <laughs> but you, once you start knowing who you're not, then you can really focus on your strengths and what you're good at and discover who you are.
1: Well, and then I think you can be more passionate and there's freedom in that because when you're trying to live a life that's not you, that's, that's never gonna be you, it really is it's it's a heavy burden to carry because you're always trying to be somebody you're not. Instead mm-hmm. of so letting go and going, I'm not gonna be that like a singer. You know, I, I so and be somebody that can sing or play the piano. They mm-hmm. can get up there and just like release by just playing this piano. I, I, I had didn't put in all the hours I didn't, I wasn't gifted that way. It's Mm -hmm. never going to happen this side of heaven Mm -hmm. in heaven. I I will have a grand piano. And when you do, I put in
2: the hours. I took seven years of piano. And still not so much. I don't think I've heard you play anything ever. And that would be my seven hours (laughs) work. You never attended my recitals, apparently. Your seven years or seven hours? (laughs) My my seven years. But yes, you know, once you finally realize that that's not who you are, you can quit putting in those hours and putting Mm -hmm. that time. Well, so, and I think so many times
1: we look at life and we go, if, if, if I'm looking ahead and going, this is what I really want to accomplish and what I do, so many, and, and, and looking at my past journey, you, so many times we feel trapped or we feel um, kind of deflated because we think, I don't know if I can really change. And through the story, like even what Renee was sharing earlier, and I know Brian and, and Julie's story, that we will get them back on someday. We have to, yes. It, it's indeed. powerful. A person can change. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean you're going to get a lot of applause from people around you, but you have to stick with it. And it's for those that stick with it mm-hmm. and that are willing to risk and it, to experience the pain and to feel the pain that you can emerge on the other side, a, a different person, a
2: new person, a new a new creation. Well, and two, two points there on the pain, because it's interesting. I was just working out with my girlfriend this morning, and I was asking her how she was doing because her daughter had just left back to college. And that is, that is a season of pain when you're realizing you have that one less child in your home. Well, for Mm -hmm. you, you kind of, it was a season of excitement, but (laughs) I did (laughs) grieve my children
1: moving out of the house, but now they, they, you know, they live in the area and I get to see them. Yes, We we all had dinner last night and I absolutely love them because now they're my best friends, but you do rub it in my face quite often
2: that you are an empty nester. Do I? Okay. Um, but talking about pain, one of the comments she said, today was everybody has pain somewhere in their life. So am I gonna focus on the pain or am I gonna focus on what am I
1: learning about through this? And pain is a great way for us to learn about ourselves, to learn about life and to empathize with other people. And really, that's what life's about. It's not about living for ourselves and in our own little bubble, but it really is, how can I use my life? God has put me here for a reason and for a purpose. How can I use my life to impact
2: others? Well, and that that would be the second point, is that God takes your pain, and when we have seen so many women that have come into our teams, it seems like the ones with the deepest pain... Are the ones that are so passionate, are the ones that are really making life happen. So God always uses that pain and turns it into good. That's what His promise is to us, Mm -hmm. if we allow Him to. Mm -hmm. And and that's the point where we're hoping that
1: this day He takes our pain of being on live radio without a (laughs) guest and turns it into something amazing.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) He will bless us tremendously. But he always does, and we see that all the time when people, you can either get stuck in that pain and not allow God mm-hmm. to use it, and you just keep spiraling mm-hmm. down lower and lower and lower. And and speaking of Brian, that's what he obviously did. He was in so much pain, and he talks about that. He talks about that the pain was so severe that then you want to put it on your face, tattoo, you know, these symbols everywhere, but then later on, when he had a life transformation and a heart transformation, then it was like, what? What was I thinking? I don't mm-hmm. want my kids to look at me this way. I don't want when I walk into a store. And to the point that he started going onto the internet and looking for how can I remove these tattoos? I don't. I can't afford it. I don't have insurance. And he actually was thinking of different ways he could put acid on his face and start deteriorating his skin and just peeling the layers off. He thought that that would then take off these tattoos until his wife realized, okay, he's going to, you know, put acid on his face. His whole, he he could ruin, you know, Mm -hmm. his eyes. I mean, everything. You just get to that point where that desperation, and and she finally um, ended up contacting someone who and helped him out? Then. Well, and you know, we, we have one more segment,
1: and, and while we take a break, we would encourage you to go to a website so you can learn a little bit more about Brian and Julie and their journey, and it's called erasing hate the movie dot com. That's erasing hate the movie dot com. You can see these amazing pictures of transformation. It took him over two years to try to get rid of these tattoos. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about so many times it externally. We have these changes, but internally, we also have significant changes. We'll be right back.
0: This is Girlfriend on Toginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend radio right after these. Information is power. The power to change your life. So be here for Education to Excellence. Some of the most valuable information you may ever receive will be shared with you 7 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night with Education to Excellence with your host, Bruce Bikeman. You'll benefit from insightful shows featuring guests that are proven experts in their field. Little-known facts on how to improve your health by making one very simple change in your morning routine. If you're a high school graduate or working adult and a bachelor's, master's, or doctorate degree from an accredited college would change your life, you won't want to miss this. Education to Excellence. Shift your career into high gear without ever attending a traditional college class. Learn investment strategies from proven experts who have a track record of helping normal individuals build abnormal wealth. Check out their website, education2excellence.com. Then join us for the show. Education to Excellence with your host, Bruce Beichman. Tuesday nights at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa.
2: Welcome back to Girlfriend It, and as we shared earlier coming back from the break, we are trying to, I say we, we're just sitting here enjoying it. Our producer, (laughs) poor thing, is scrambling to get Julie and Brian Widner um, as our guests that we have told everyone that they were going to be on the show today. and um, It's not uh, happening this day, but it
1: will happen again for sure, and we'll make make it because they have a fascinating story that is utterly amazing. And it needs to be heard and needs to be told. But, and it's a story of transformation and hope. And,
2: and it's also a story that's about words. Well, and it, the power of words. The, very much the power of words. And once again, though, least, like you said, to go on to com. If you get a chance, because this is an amazing transformation, and I think you actually had to turn your head because you couldn't watch I couldn't part watch of it, it when they're taking the tattoo off his face and it's all bloody and gory and disgusting and it's like,
1: oh, I can't handle it. You see to what great lengths he went through to remove the the violence from his face, the, the ink, but transformation, it's, it's not just skin deep, you know, and like he was having to remove it literally from his face, which many of us, you know, which most of us never have to experience. But so many times the, the, uh, the pain, the shame, the guilt are below the surface and it's not so visible to other people. And we allow, um, the words like he, like, you know, we talked about, he had hate on his knuckle. That was a very powerful statement, And words are powerful. And so many times we, you know, he had it tattooed, but so many times we throw out words Mm -hmm.
2: verbally that we have no idea the impact. Well, I know, um, especially as a parent, as a mom, you might throw some things out there at your kids that in a moment (laughs) (laughs) that you think, what, why did I do that? Like, why? I wouldn't even have said that to an acquaintance. I wouldn't have said that to Mm -hmm. a friend. I wouldn't have said that to other people that I love. So why then does that evoke such an emotion that you use those words? And I think we just really need to be aware of that, how much damage our tongue can do. And it's all in how the words are said can Mm -hmm. be very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that we have learned in our 11 years together is how we say it to to team members, how we use those words. Because you can basically say anything as long as you have the right approach and um even in this situation i mean they call themselves skinheads and doing some of the research we realize it's basically um the root of you know the kkk and you go wow that that still exists or, that there's that much hate in our world and that they want to not only use their words but use their action to um basically eliminate others uh, that aren't as as great
1: in their own eyes
2: in their own eyes. And so going back to that, we really were analyzing, um, what's in a word and what word would define who you are and what words would you like for somebody to say about you? Um, even at your funeral, Mm -hmm. what is that legacy that you would leave that people, um, would describe you? And we really need to start thinking that way because, um, it's, do you want someone to to see you as you were just a, a grumpy person who never gave of themselves, or would you like your um, the gal Bell that you talked about?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, like just a couple of weeks ago, there's there's just this darling lady that goes to our church, and she had her ninetieth birthday, and she was actually one of the founding members of our church. It's now fifty years old, so she goes one of those, you know, really saintly women and we uh, like you. Well, I, I strive <laughs> to be like Belle and, you know, she's one of those women you go, I want to be like you when I grow up and I I'm still waiting to grow up. Um, but my husband and, I and a couple of couples, we took Belle out for her birthday, um, breakfast and it was so She left me a couple of this. This is one of those women that truly is delightful that you love being around because she's not grumpy. She really is living her life well. And at 90 years old, she has experienced a lot of loss. She has had to say goodbye to a lot of people in her life, you know, friends and family members. And I, she said something that I stuck with me. She goes, every morning I get up and, and there are three things I say. First of all, I thank God that I know who I am. She, and, and then she preps and she goes, you know, I have friends that don't know who they are, meaning, you know, mentally don't know, remember their names anymore. <laughs> she goes, I'm so grateful I still know who I am, which I thought that was funny. But that's, that's on
2: two different levels, once again. Exactly, knowing who you are. Who you are, because if you don't know what your values are, the core of who you are. I mean, I, like I said, I know my core value is fun. Mm -hmm. So pretty much all my decisions are made around that. If I'm going to have fun. Exactly. (laughs) And it's easier to make your your driving force in the day. And I, and I love it because
1: we do need to add a lot of more fun into our lives and just be able to laugh again. Um, another thing that bell said, was I, I thank God for the blessings, and I and I think about the blessings, the things in my life that I'm grateful for, mm-hmm. and the third thing I can't remember, but Bel could. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who you are oh, today. Oh, the third <laughs> thing was the third thing was God. What can I do today for others? Mm-hmm. I loved her perspective on life. Mm-hmm. You know, even at 90, that is still her perspective on living. Which I go, okay, I I. She challenged me to go up. Okay, okay every day I'm going to go. I'm so grateful I know who I am. And that's why we power of words, you know, what words would I use to describe who I am mm-hmm. and that I, I still want to give back to others. It's still about other people at that stage in life and that I'm still a grateful person. And I think for me, I, I do, I want, I want to be known as a person, of gratitude, a person of prayer, a uh, a person that, that serves others, that, that gives, all those things are the words I would love people to say about me when they when they describe me mm-hmm. and so if you know what words you want people to use, then hopefully you'll
2: start backing your actions up into those words and so we really want to challenge you going into January since this is our our new year of um, making all those resolutions and really figure out what words would describe you because, like you said, then you back into those words and you start becoming that mm-hmm. so so many times we don't ever discover who we are, so we don't even know a
1: word that Well, you know what? So many times we don't take the time to sit down and do the work it takes to go, who am I? And and that's it's a process that that you know requires prayerfully going into God, mm-hmm. you know, joining God going, God, who who do you say that I am? And, and you know, just even through scripture and then just through your own life and even asking people around you, people that you trust that really know you, going, What words would you say? describe me. How do you see me honestly to really help give you, you know, an honest evaluation
2: of who you are and who you want to be? Well, we did that activity one time when there was about 20 leaders and we were all standing there in a big circle holding hands and you had to turn to the person on your right and describe them in one word. Mm-hmm. And, and it was funny because we didn't know all of these women that we were with. No, we were all strangers to each other except and, for you and me. Yeah. And so when we walked away, um, we, we looked at each other and we were howling cause it, they nailed it. They mm-hmm. literally gave us a word that depicted our personalities. Yeah. And it so it is funny because we would have never chosen that same word and that someone else knowing you within a couple of hours, which it, may, makes you really realize you do
1: send off. Um, impressions and perceptions of people without even knowing it. Yes. Just your countenance a lot of times. And like we talk about, we see so many people that go, I'm a really happy person, and yet there's no smile and no twinkle in their eye. And you're like, really? Yes. Because you sure... Your face is not letting us know that. You yes, know?
2: yes, and they see themselves completely different than. Yes, and so many times we do see ourselves very. Di- We're not objective
1: with ourselves, so it really is good to get somebody that knows you to go. Okay, speaking to me right now, give me an honest assessment of some things, and and really refuse to be offended by what they if they say something. Give them permission to be honest and truthful, so to help you really grow. And if you really are intent on growing, you will take what they say in love knowing that they love you, you go to somebody that you know loves you, has your back, and can really speak the truth. And I I so so appreciate on occasions when you have gently spoken into my life and just brought to things that I wasn't even aware of that I was maybe doing or saying, and I had no idea that I was projecting that. And you always do in such a loving, fun way that I appreciate because you made me a better person. And
2: I feel like I am a better person because of our friendship. Well, and if you do not have that person in your life, you really need to start praying for that person that can come along and gently give you that and chisel each other. You know, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't have someone in your life that it's it's not even about mentoring. It's about that partnership of someone that you can go to and go, what, what could I be working on? And asking the right questions and being able to have someone breathe into you that way, I think it's so significant. Well, you
1: made a really good point about asking the right questions. So many times we don't know what question to ask. We don't ask the right questions. We don't ask a leading question that will take somebody that will go deeper. Mm -hmm. We just will ask a generic question and we'll get a generic answer. But people really, when you start um asking i know okay do you remember just a couple of weeks ago we had a, one of our gals on our team had us had a through a christmas party at her house and as a special surprise for all of us she had two gals come in and give us foot massages which was wonderful which we were in heaven so we <laughs> want to thank lisa so much for making that happen for us because we really felt pampered and loved yes. and she that was a christmas gift she gave to our team so we went in and pairs and and uh, you know had our feet you know, massage. Thank goodness I had had a pedicure that day because it'd been like three months. So I was really going, yeehaw, God loves me this day. Um, so anyway, I just remember the gal that we were, you and I both, you followed me, but I started asking the gal that was rubbing our feet, um, questions about her life. And at one point she kept looking away and I, and I said, am I making you uncomfortable? She goes, no one ever asked me questions about my life. And then I said, okay, you you, wait, you you have my backup is coming in. (laughs) We have a tag team coming in. I knew you followed me with more questions. But at the end of that time, that girl actually came up to us and said, thank you for asking me those questions and, and giving me the opportunity to talk about my life. I've never done that before. And I think it is important to ask people questions and ask them about their life and their journey and what they feel and how they're, you know, how they view life people, it validates people. And so asking and, and words are, are
2: powerful in people's lives. Well, and that's what we want to challenge you this day is to really look at your life and come up with a few words that really de- define who you are and also find someone that you can, um, Talk with and ask the right questions and have them breathe into you, challenge you, chisel you, that they can help you to, to um, become a better person because everybody needs that person in their life. And if you don't have that person, we want to challenge you to really start praying for that.
1: And you know what? And go to our site, girlfriendit.com, and we have tips and tools, and and there's we have – we kind of divide it into four L's. Um, we you, that you know learning and, and leading and loving and laughing and and in each of those categories we have some great girlfriends that are, that are sharing their heartbeat that are blogging that are writing articles that are sharing their life even our producer Carrie is is writing some amazing blogs that she 's sharing and I just love hearing from other women and their heartbeat and and how they their perspective on life um, and, and, and so we want to ch- encourage you to, to join us there, Girlfriended, and, and get in on the conversation there. But I want to just leave with one of my favorite verses in Scripture. It's, it's 2 Corinthians five seventeen. It says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. And what I love about that is the old can be done away with. We can have fresh beginnings, a fresh start. And, and God is the God of new. And so we really want to challenge people. Maybe you need to initiate a new conversation with somebody, a new friendship, a, a new paradigm shift in how you think. Whatever new looks like that you're feeling called to do, we mm-hmm. want to encourage you to, uh, to, to do, mm-hmm. to just initiate. Mm-hmm. And we're about done with our, our show this day, and it's been a delight to talk to you. <laughs> it
2: has been. Very delightful to talk to you, Miss Lisa, on this very fine day of getting a fresh perspective. And what price will we pay for that fresh perspective? And are we willing to pay and to go out there
1: and to make it happen and to go find a girlfriend or two because it makes life a little bit more fun? And thank you for making my life fun. This is Cat Lisa.